The future belongs to those who see the possibilities before they become obvious. Welcome to Fireside Chats Without the Fires with Neil Toff and Paul Catherell. Fireside Chats Without the Fires, Friday, May 29th. I'm Neil Toff. Amazing, sensational co-host, Paul Catherell. Paul, are you out there? I am, Neil. How are you, my friend? I've had a good week. What about yourself? Amazing week. And it's about to, the, the, the work week is about to end, but it's, we're going to end it on a sensational note because we've got an amazing guest today. We have the absolute pleasure, ladies and gentlemen, of this audience to be accompanied by the one and only John Cox, Senior Manager of Consumer Affairs and Marketing. We'll ask you to explain that in a second, John. From WellPet. John is a thought leader in the customer care and, more importantly, consumer affairs world. We're going to get under his bonnet. We're going to get under his hood. We're going to make him talk. We're going to hear about his world. John, welcome to the program. We're really happy to have you. Hey, guys. Thanks. Thanks, Neil and Paul. I'm excited to be here. Happy to join the, happy to join the podcast. Super to have you. Uh, ladies and gentlemen of the audience, just a quick note on John. So we are, we are very familiar with John's work. Uh, John, in addition to his role at WellPet, uh, is the incoming chair of SOCAP, the Society of Consumer Affairs Professionals. John will be taking the chairperson's seat in 2021. For full disclosure, I also serve on the National Board of SOCAP, so I will be a part of John's national board. We've had a chance to collaborate this current year on the board. It's been a lot of fun, and I think SOCAP uh, will make a transition into a sensational leader and uh he will continue some amazing work that uh that the organization does um i can't wait john to hear you explain tell us the topic of the, oh sorry before we get into that the important thing i was going to mention is by the way a we're happy to just have john because he's a thought leader but b what what i want to mention to the, the audience john actually did something that we asked is we asked for feedback john emailed us yes thought about some questions, shared some questions with us, and the questions were so damn good. What happened? <laughs> there he is. He's in the hot seat. Careful what you ask for. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, uh, ladies and gentlemen, the audience, follow John Cox and uh, write into us. Maybe, maybe next thing you know, you'll be on the show. Uh, we would love to have you. Thank you in advance for all of your feedback. John, let's get into it. We're going to talk today about consumer affairs and how it compares or contrasts to customer care. A lot of people don't necessarily know what consumer affairs are or is. Uh, some people have heard of it. Some people work in it and may not even know. I work with it. We provide some services in consumer affairs. But tell us what the heck consumer affairs really is. You, you, you're in the front lines of this thing. For our audience, what is consumer affairs for those that aren't familiar with it? So I think, you know, I think consumer affairs is certainly, there's definitely a cloud of what it is and what it's not. And a lot of people tend to get it mixed up or confused with customer service. And I know at our company, customer service and consumer affairs are two different groups. So basically, my job as consumer affairs manager, my team manages consumers, the end, the end product users. So it's a little bit different in the pet food world, right? So dogs and cats are really our end users, but they don't speak. So our, our, our end users are really the pet parents, the folks that own the, the dogs and cats. Um, and so we're dealing with them. We're dealing with uh, all of their needs and requests and complaints. So, uh, you know, can you send me a coupon? Where can I buy your food? How much sodium is in a, a you know, a can of wet food? Um, we're, we're managing their emails. We're chatting with them on our pages. Um, we're, we're tech savvy. So we're, we're texting our consumers. Uh, basically, it's dealing with end users. Uh, customer care, um, customer service at our company is more, 
related towards relationships of um, national accounts, retail accounts, distributors. And so there's the, they're dealing with the customers who are buying the food and distributing the food. And then we're dealing with the folks that are actually purchasing it at the retailer and feeding it to their pets. And there is a, a little bit of a overlap, I suppose, but, but uh, definitely a, a lot different dealing with consumers uh, who are, who are the voice of their pets versus the customer who is really the buyer. Walk us through a little bit about the health aspect of it. And I, and I say this, you know, knowing a little bit more about uh, food companies, consumer packaged goods companies, in my experience with them, uh, it seems to me there's a health or uh, medical or uh, I think maybe you use in your, your industry adverse event related component to this stuff as well. Is that, is that okay. fair? Uh, yeah, I think that's probably fair. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, there's definitely, right, our pet food and, and just like any pet food out there, it's not the the magic food for every pet out there. And there's always going to be pets that have an experience where they just don't do well on your food for some reason, just like humans, right? Uh, you know, there's some certain foods that we know that we should stay away from or that we can't eat because uh, we're super sensitive or, you know, our stomachs just can't handle it. It's the same idea. But we do get, I mean, we do get adverse events where a consumer will call in and say, Oh, you know, my dog just didn't like your food. Well, doesn't mean there's anything wrong with it. It just means your dog didn't like the, maybe doesn't like that type type of texture. So maybe they don't like crunchy food. They like soft food or it's, we see it a lot with cats, right? Cats are overly finicky. Uh, If you own a cat, you know that and cats, what cats do or they don't eat and they vomit and they're just cats, right? They're finicky and picky and, it's something that we've learned to there's definitely diving in, in detailed questions that we need to get into to get to the bottom of the issue. Uh, but there definitely are, you know, there's definitely that self, that health um, concern from, from pet parents. It sounds to me that consumer affairs might, it may be a over, uh, maybe just maybe it's a big generalization, but is it are the touch points higher, kind of higher quality, more intense, uh, maybe require higher quality interaction than just kind of what your standard customer service would be? Def- definitely. I, I, I like, I, I compare what we do to baby food. Uh, our consumer, right? Babies can't speak and they can't talk for what they're feeding and what they're eating. And so pets are the same way. Um, a lot of, a lot of our pet parents are folks that have, um, you know, this is, they don't, this is their own, they don't have children, right? Their children have grown up and they're out of the house or, um, and so they've taken the pet, o- pet over and it's part of their family and they're, you know, no joke, they're, they're hand feeding their, their little puppy six pieces of kibble. And so they notice when the kibble is smaller than it usually is, or, you know, it's darker in color or it has an off smell. And so uh, the, the, the conversations and the touch points that we have are much more, um, I would say much deeper and, and much more almost authentic and real, you know, real life, because it's something it's, it's related to a part of your family, a, a piece of your, a piece of your family. I alluded to this as I introduced you. So in the signature line in your emails, it says your name, John Cox, senior manager, comma, consumer affairs. And up to there, that's great. Title, department. And then you have in your, in your signature line, one of those uh, vertical bars. I don't know what that that's called. And then what follows it is marketing. <laughs> 
sure. was fascinating. So are you part of the marketing department? Consumer affairs fits into marketing or is marketing part of your title? Like explain that. Cause by the way, I, I think like this is a great conversation is where does this whole thing fit in? Is consumer affairs part of customer care? Is consumer affairs part of marketing? Is marketing part of customer? Like wh- where does this fit in? Kind of the overall org chart. Yeah, I've seen it. I've seen it. That's a great question. I've seen it all over the place within quality. In fact, our department used to report to quality. Uh, and a couple of, couple of years ago, back as more than a couple now at this point, 2011, uh, at least at our company, we 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 transitioned over into the marketing team. So, um, consumer affairs is now part of marketing. Uh, I roll up into the director of customer experience, and she man and my boss manages a digital marketing. She manages. Um, uh, consumer affairs, and she also manages our um, um, art, art and creative department. So, so um, the folks that are putting out our POP material, POS material, and all of our graphic and arts team. Got it. I, I love. I'm going to remember uh, my good buddy Al Hopper here. He was the first one that said, in my mind, I don't know if he invented it, but he always said that customer service is the new marketing, and I think we're seeing that like in, a, in your org chart, it's a massive part of what marketing is. Not everything. Yeah. It's an important part of it, certainly, right? Yeah. Front, front line of front line of our of front line of our brand teams, front front line of our products, the 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 owners of um, the product knowledge lay lay on my team. Got it. I'm gonna put Paul on the spot here for a second. Paul knows gonna put him on the spot. I'm gonna make him think on this one. So having listened to John and his yeah. description of consumer affairs. I'm going to venture to say this, and I'm going, to, I'm going to pitch this one over the plate for you for you to swing at. Okay. I'm giving you a new job title. <laughs> Your job title is going to be uh, executive, 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 <laughs> vice president, president, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, yeah. I'm talking about the hierarchy. Dog, dog's body, of consumer right? affairs, of the consumer okay. affairs department of Ultra Mobile. I think if I was, I'm listening to John describe it, I think you have, although yours is not a product, you are dealing directly with consumers as well. But I think there's some overlap, no? And kind of what you do, what do you think about this? Yeah, actually, I do. I was quite intrigued by what John was saying there um, because there is some overlap in how customer fair or consumer fair versus customer care. Um, But the one question that I had really for John was, Neil, you talked about you talked about kind of the higher touch point. What I wanted to understand, John, is your frontline agents. Do do they act as case managers per se? So do they have do they do like a one on one for customers, or is it open 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 season? Right, if a call comes in, any agent can answer that call. How does that yeah, work? That's a- yeah, it's open season. We don't do route, call routing or skills routing. Um, all, everyone on the team is is just as um, knowledgeable in any of our brands and any of our products. Uh, and so that's that's a big challenge for the team, right? To to be able to speak and know about all of our brands. We've got six different brands across our portfolio, and so yeah, um, you know, to, to to be able to speak to all of those brands, it's uh, it's a it's an open it's an open open road for everyone to know everything. I think I think Neil, there's some there's some aspects from consumer affair that we can take into care. Right, there's definitely some transferable skills. Talking about that higher touch point, particularly as we, I know we didn't speak about it last week, particularly particularly as we exit the COVID world. Right, there is for me, there's a lot more need for customer care to develop a more of a human touch um, because, particularly from what I'm seeing, is 
the email world, the non-voice world is starting to decrease, particularly email traffic, right? And there's a there's a need now for customers to have that that more of a human touch, right? So I think there's some definitely some learnings that customer care can take from consumer affairs. That that's my um, humble opinion. Anyway. Yeah. It's it's interesting. I think all of us would like to think we are we offer uh, high touch uh, service, high touch, you know, high quality. Yeah. I think if we really looked at ourselves in the mirror, we're not necessarily always offering that. I think in John's world, you have to when you're dealing, especially with the health of whether it's an animal or a person. Uh, there could be medical issues related. You know, that can lead to I think what you get, again. You call in your world uh, an adverse event where someone gets sick, they get an allergic reaction, they have to be taken to a doctor, a hospital, emergency room. Those definitely require very high touch points. Yeah. And those are not easy situations to handle, right? They're no, not. You know what? Sorry, Oops. John. Go ahead. I was going to say, one of, the, one of the other pieces that, that fall into the high touch um, piece of what we do is, is the cost of our, our product, right? So you're, we're, we're talking upwards of 55 to $65 for a 30 pound bag of food. So there's, there's other things that are, that are weighing on consumers' minds when they think they get a can that's $3.99 and they think it's underfilled because it's not filled all the way to the top of the can. And so there's other things that, that, that are just as important um, that weigh into that high touch piece. So let's shift gears a little bit and get into your kind of day-to-day stuff. We talked about some of the things that you kind of handle in, in, in your world that are top of mind, top of concern for you. And I think a lot of these things are prevalent, not just in consumer affairs, but in the broader customer care world. So one of them you mentioned was review management. So we all know that customers, uh, they've got a keyboard, they've got a, a smart device in their hand. It's real easy to be a keyboard tough guy. They go out and uh, tough guy, tough gal, sorry, you know, and go and post a review. What is that world like for you? I think you got to probably pay a lot of attention to social media, there's review sites. What, what is that like? Yeah, it's, 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 it's ever evolving and it's more and more falling in the consumer affairs bucket of responsibilities. Uh, we've been, we've been managing reviews for the company for, for a couple of years at this point. Um, but as we all know, I mean, reviews are super important, right? Consumers are, are, are looking more and more to review sites, uh, before they try a product or, 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 or looking to make sure that a company is at least being responsible to reviews, right? So three star, our, our goal is to respond to all three star and below reviews on Amazon. Uh, and, and, you know, give a, give a standard like, Hey, that's, we're really sorry for that experience. It's pretty awful. We want to make it right for you. We'd love to hear from you. And, and, and that could be replacing the product that could be explaining the issue that they had or what they saw, uh, just trying to make it right for the consumer and, and then throw them some, some, some coupons to, to try to, you know, keep them with the brand, but it's becoming, it's becoming, it's really becoming a thing. And, um, I have someone on my team that's full-time review management. She also manages uh, social media for our company as far as social media management for post to the page, direct me- direct messages, complaints, that kind of stuff. We've got a whole separate team that does the engagement piece with the digital marketing, the, you know, the cool, the, the cool memes and the funny memes and the great contests and all that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, the review management is a, is a becoming a thing. I'll ask you, and also I think this question goes to Paul. Do either of you guys have in your world like kind of like a knee-jerk reaction, you know, to one unique single consumer or customer? Go ahead, go ahead and post a really beep, 
shitty review and the CEO reads it and says, what the F is this? What's going on? Why are we treating people bad? And literally you find yourselves responding to a single review. There could be thousands and thousands and thousands of other reviews, but there's one really bad one. And do you find yourselves like having to kind of work in that world of, unfortunately, I call it knee-jerk reaction and having to defend just one unique thing that happened? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll go, John, and then you can come in. The sure. Uh, so, yeah, um, um, Neil, I call it plastic knees, right? It's a, it, you're right. It is, an, it is a knee-jerk reaction. And we do have those situations. However, what we've learned, particularly over the last six months, is that very much like what John's point there is, we've launched something called a VIP team. And that VIP team is just dedicated, just is the wrong word. That VIP team is, the VIP team is dedicated to handling those type of escalated concerns that go directly to the CEO or the president of the company. And, and that works in two, two ways, right? A, it gives the customer who's complaining the comfort that we're over it because they're sending an email to VIP team. And it also works internally that the likes of the senior leadership team have that level of comfort that actually care are dealing with that concern and putting it to, putting it to bed. How, all, how it also works is that we have quite a fluid interaction with both the CEO, the president, or the customer that we're constantly giving them updates. We have an SLA internally where even if we don't have an update within 24 hours, we're reaching out to the customer and also to the president to provide those proactive updates. So those are kind of our learnings, Neil. And thankfully, we don't live in too much now of a plastic knee, knee-jerk world. John? Yeah, we we deal with it a little bit. Luckily, um, it's more. It's not so. It's not more. It's not from the CEO or anyone on our senior leadership team reading specific reviews. It's generally interactions that they have with a friend or someone they meet while they're traveling or at a at a retail location or at a vendor meeting or something like that. Uh, you know, our CEO gets letters occasionally, and and those get you know escalated uh, down to me, and I've got sort of like Paul says, a, a dedicated person on my team that helps manage those types of uh, conversations and, and follow-ups with those consumers. But they're few and far between. Luckily, we're, we're really blessed with um, consumers that are, uh, that are, for the most part, really uh, all about um, our brand and, and uh, the goodness that we do for the pets out there. Good. We're almost up against the, uh, the, the cutoff time. There's one question I think I want to ask you of the multiple ones that we kind of reviewed ahead of time. It was a really interesting one. It was the final one on your list. And it was talking, and I'm going to name it. I'm going to call it out here. It's okay to name some brands here. You mentioned about transitioning in the software and, and tools world. You're currently using a legacy version of a software that has been transitioned or you're going to be forced to transition into the uh, acquirer of that company. You've got some interesting things you got to work through. Could you name that? Or if you don't want to name it, I'll name it. But uh, let's call it out. You got you, and I know there's other people in the consumer affairs world that are dealing with this. Tell us about legacy systems versus the new systems. You kind of got a almost a proverbial gun to your head. You, you, you got to make some tough choices here around the platforms you're using. Yeah, it's a it's a challenge. So I will I will put one little clarification out there. There's no gun to the head. The the legacy platform is still able to be uh, used. Um, for for however long clients are choosing to use it, um, you know. But 
the ability to, uh, you know, what I, I like and I'm trying to explain to my team uh, and, I've, and I've told the folks on, on the other end uh, from, the, from the vendor side as well, that it's like moving from, I would say, like an Atari to like, a, you know, a PlayStation, the newest version of PlayStation, right? So you're going from, uh, you know, Asteroid to like Madden 2020. It's, it's insane with the technology advancements and the things that are now built in and they're, they're behind the scenes, which is exciting for me, for my team, efficiency-wise, um, things like layout and, and the ability to, to look up addresses and have some, some AI built in behind the scenes that's prompting you or making suggestions for whether it's a response or the amount of a coupon to enclose or, you know, to, to, to actually make, um, to make a, a subject code suggestion based on what you've typed so far. So the technology advancements are unbelievably overwhelming. Um, it's just super cool. And, but it's a challenge, right? Cause you go from what you're used to using and comfortable using to all of a sudden to a new world where, you know, reference numbers are now cases and, the, the the language has changed, and so there's a bit of a learning curve there. But you know, we've been through the my my transition team, I guess you could call it. We've been through some some trainings, and they've got a great uh, e e learning tool, um, combination video and screen grabs, and that kind of that kind of um, um, technology to help you learn it. It's been it hasn't been. Um, as bad as I thought it would, I've, I was really worried about it. And, 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 and on top of that, we're all doing it remotely, right? So we're not in the office to be able to go into a, a meeting room and throw it up on a screen and everyone look at it at the same time. So it hasn't been all as right. bad as I thought it would be. Cool. So I'm going to call it out uh, with your permission. Uh, I think the legacy system is the Wilkie Global. Uh, I'm not sure the product name was a Wilkie Global yep. system. Yep. transitioning over to the acquiring company or the mer- new, new merge company of Astute Systems, correct? Astute correct. Solutions, sorry. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and those solutions certainly are very prevalent in the consumer affairs world, and they've done a sensational job, obviously, of establishing themselves over a long period of time in history and consumer affairs, right? Yeah, they've been, uh, they've been a great partner to work with. Um, and I'm looking, you know, we're all looking forward to the new technology, the new, the, the new jump to technology of the 21st century here. Awesome. So before we conclude, we always like to, to wrap up with one final section. I'm going to ask both of you guys, who are your customer care heroes of the week? John, tell us. Uh, well, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to call it my team. Uh, you know, I've got a great team uh, at WellPet. Uh, I certainly don't think we'd be where we're at without their dedication and commitment. Working from home has been a challenge for all of us, um, but they've been champs and they're warriors. And I'm really, really proud of the great work that they do for our company. Um, and my other call out would be Leslie O'Flahaven. I read a great article um, on LinkedIn this morning for ICMI. She had a great article about some of the six phrases that we sort of use in a everyday setting and she's sort of made them more applicable to the new normal for us. So I've always been a big fan of Leslie and uh, anytime I get to see her at a SoCap event and catch up with her, it's, it's great to see her. Leslie O. Big shout That's out to Leslie O. Leslie O. Future guest on this podcast, by the way, coming up. We'll, great. We'll, 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 we'll share more about Can't that. Can't wait to hear it. Absolutely. Yeah. Paul, give us a shout out. Okay, so very much like John, I want to call out a member of my team. Um, I'm lucky enough to work with this guy on a daily basis. His name is Jim Chang, and he's really transformed how both Ultra and Mint 
perform in terms of a customer experience and the customer journey. We've seen increases in our CSAT, in our QA scores. We've ramped the whole QA process, the whole QA flow. Um, yeah, Jim Chang has been nothing short of a superstar, and I'm very lucky to work alongside him. Congrats to Jim. Uh, I'm going to do a, a quick shout out. I'm going to go off the board on this one a little bit. I'm not going to mention a company. I'm not going to mention a member of my team, although my team is working extremely hard. I'll, there'll be other opportunities for that. I'm going to recognize my son's teacher. So my son is seven and a half years old. He just He's just completing first grade. And I found out that his teacher, his beloved teacher, Liliana Maestri, was named the teacher of the year at his school. Wow. Now, why am I mentioning That's great. Maestri? Uh, this is important. Why am I mentioning Mrs. Maestri on a customer care podcast? Mrs. Maestri, an academic teacher, understands the basics of customer care. She understands the importance of communication, empathy, listening, and just care. Being there for her customers who are the students and the parents. Someone who has not been trained, per se, in customer care is an exemplary model of customer care practice during this last academic year, but more importantly, during COVID-19, hats off to her. She won the the uh, Teacher of the Year Award at Manatee Bay in Western Florida. I couldn't be more grateful to her. And I've told her this, and I'm so proud of her. Uh, she, she definitely takes uh, the cake in my eyes for this week. That's great. So here we go. We're wrapping up. John Cox, Senior Manager, Consumer Affairs at WellPet. John, it was a sensational uh, session with you. Thanks for Thanks for being our guest. We get to hear from you. You're going to have to come back at some point. We still have probably 35 other items to tackle with you. We didn't get to tackle them today. You're a great guest. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, John, thanks for having me. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure, my friend. All right, guys. Thanks. Thanks, John. Thank you. This has been another episode of Fireside Chats Without the Fires with Neil Toff and Paul Catherell. Follow Neil and Paul on Twitter at Neil Toff and at PaulCat72. Podcast feedback and topic suggestions are always welcome. Thank you for listening.